0: With Fox's 911 and 911 Lone Star, the emergency is always on fire, sometimes literally. Here at Dispatching the 118, we like to take a slower, more careful approach. Look at every detail with the intensity of Sergeant, nope, Captain Vega, and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Buckley. <laughs> I'm ruining her title. I'm so sorry, Tommy. Oh my goodness. He deserves to have a higher title, but I guess I don't know. I don't know how EMT titling works, like if captain is like the highest thing you can get. Yeah,
1: I have literally no idea. Yeah. Anyway, EMT, whatever.
0: No idea. She is Captain Vega. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so this week.
1: <laughs> um I think we should do 9-1-1 first, because I feel like there's a lot less to to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, I kind of feel like with both episodes there wasn't a whole ton of stuff to talk about. But yes, nine one one definitely was a lot less. Um, Good. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, neither episode was terrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I do remember. So I was saying to Laura before I hit record that I watched Monday night and I literally said to my roommate who watches with me that I'm going to have to rewatch this because I didn't retain any of it. That is not true because I did retain one detail, which was that was that um, Chim and Maddie were being audited by the IRS and Karen and I both looked at each other and go, I, how much you want to bet they both claimed their daughter mistakenly? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's because legitimately that is actually something that happened to Karen and Alice, her daughter's dad. Um, I want to say it was either this year or last year, where it wasn't Alice that this situation happened to, but since Karen and the dad have a cordial relationship, he talks about his other kid that he has and he mistakenly put his other kid's social security number down for Alice. So in the IRS's eyes, he claimed his son, not his daughter and his son's mom went full-on apeshit crazy about it. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. She's also kind of cuckoo banana, so it's fine. But yeah, I was like, hmm, how much you want to bet that it's because they both mistakenly claim G. I
1: yeah. It was just like, I feel like like, okay, it's like an, it's understandable. I mean, it's kind of fucking stupid, simply speak to each other. But I just the worst part about it was it leading to like get married. Like yeah I just like they have quite literally never ever been done been good rather under pressure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Literally never. So why do you think this storyline would be any fucking different? Daddy yeah. got fucking post post what the fuck is it called? Postpartum depression. Postpartum, yes. Um, and she legitimately ran across the country. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Why would you do this?
0: Like, I am all for them getting married. I really am. But the way they brought about this conversation is terrible. Like, let's get married because the tax lady said so. I know. I did, what? <laughs> Not let's get married because that's something that I've been thinking about. Like, that would have been a more legitimate progression of thought. Because who? I guarantee you, Chim, has been thinking about it for a while now. Oh, I would guarantee, yes. Like, he's just, that's just who Chim is. But the way they wrote it was bad. And it just, they made this whole story into something bigger than it needed to be. And that's what kind of annoyed me about this episode. It was like, did we really need to focus majority of this episode on their taxes? (laughs) (laughs) That is fair. Listen, I have worse. my own nightmares about taxes. I don't need to watch nine hundred and eleven to see more.
1: Yeah, so true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what else happened on this episode besides them? Hi Bentley. Um, this and a- that fucking death doula? Oh, the death doula.
1: Jesus Christ! Oh, and the s'mores
0: and the gravesite. Okay. Right. S'mores. The s'mores, Eddie and, oh. and Chris made s'mores, and they went to Shannon's grave site. Mhm. They sure <laughs> did, babe. They sure like, fucking did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that that's something they did. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> Do you not remember, or did you block it out? No, open? I don't remember.
1: I just like,
0: I don't know okay to be to be to play devil's advocate I should say for you know those non-buddy people (laughs) which you're nuts but anyways um Chris you know has a deep connection to his mom no matter what like Chris she's been a shitty mom but like he's a kid you know she's his mom and so like I get they that they go and visit her grave and like have a picnic there that's what it seemed like and i was just like that's a little weird but some people do that like some people have a whole event at the gravesite of their loved ones i just was like we're really laying it on thick that these two have romantic interests outside of each other
1: I <laughs> You're like, I, I need to come up that. with thoughts. it just, there's never ever and you know what if you go and see people at like cemeteries like that's I'm not judging you that's fine there has never been a scene on on television where they're at a gravesite where it's not fucking awkward right it's yep. always weird and awkward
0: i don't want to fucking watch that like here's <laughs> the thing i go to my full disclosure i go to my grandparents graves and i talk to them as if like i'm calling them up to give them an update on my life because i only go every so often but if i were to do that and like someone filmed it i would be so self-conscious and like it'd be just so it's just weird that's like a super personal private thing like it doesn't need to be a scene on television like you can talk about having done it but you don't need to show it yeah it. (laughs) um yeah i just and and like i i I think it's really sweet that eddie was like yeah let's do s'mores you know and make one for shannon like because that was important to chris like Mm -hmm. it really was but it just it felt like that whole story was just trying to really remind everybody these two guys are not in love with each other we know the truth but it's fine
1: yeah that's fair And I don't even know that it was like, like, that's what was bad for me. It just, I just feel like it came out of fucking nowhere. Like, I feel like there's been absolutely zero consistency when it comes to Chris and like his mom. To be
0: fair, there's been zero consistency with what they do with Chris in the first place. Like, I love that kid dearly, but anytime they try to make him the central focus of an episode, it's like. Where the fuck did this come from? Like, it never makes sense yes. because they don't build it up enough um, because they forget about him when he's not the central part of a story. Um, and that's... Yes. It's I get part of that is possibly to do with the fact that he's a child actor and they can only do so many scenes. But at the same time, you could still talk about him. You could still talk about things going on in his life so that leading up to it, like, for example, with this episode... Th- you know Eddie could have been having conversations with the whole team about you know Chris has been talking about Shannon a lot lately you know I think he really misses his mom and like that would have made more sense for them to then go bam here let's do a scene with them making s'mores and watching their favorite movie that they used to watch with his mom like exactly that would have made more sense but it's just out of nowhere so you're just like uh okay (laughs) oh my goodness I yes it comes back down to you and I have said this many times shows rarely know what to do with child actors um because they're limited in their scope and then they end up it ends up being a problem for the story overall yeah
1: but I just feel like it's like I don't know you could I do so much with kid actors today like you know who did a fucking fantastic job with their child actor good girls they always had a fucking storyline for that child always yep. did you watch good girls
0: i did not but i heard good things about it
1: i really it they always and i'm speaking about uh, may whitman's child mm-hmm. um it's like they always had great storylines they were always involved to a point where mm-hmm. you believe it
0: and it's not just like oh this is written for tv you know another show that did a really good job with it parenthood because the whole premise of the show was about parents and children like right that they did a really good job and Abbott elementary does a good job with their child actors as well um yeah because they make it seem like school for these kids when they're not filming so it's like they're like oh i'm at school so like i'm gonna act like i would at school um and so the scenes seem more real and more believable whereas i love i love gavin he does a great job with chris but i just do feel like there's a disconnect because he's not around all the time anymore and i feel like he's gotten less scenes the older he gets which makes no sense yes i agree
1: I think that they realized that he is gay and they can't do anything about it. Me mm. meaning the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, I have nothing to say about Gavin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, yeah. Yeah. Hello, my friend. Sorry. My puppy just arrived and um, I had to give him a treat to get a balloon out of his mouth. So. Hmm. Anyways, back on the subject <laughs> Um, but the buck and the so a lot of people on Twitter were like very critical of the buck and the the death doula situation because of course they're looking at it as oh well he's gonna end up dating her because you know blah 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 but honestly. If they do have him start dating her, okay, then maybe I might be a little more critical of this character. But for what it was for this episode, I actually enjoyed it because I think she was able to give him that peace and closure that he's been looking for regarding his death and research and, you know, coming back to life thing that no one else can give him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. And I think the problem is that and this might genuinely be me like talking out of my ass, but I think that Oliver Stark has great chemistry with everybody he works with. Mm -hmm. And so I think that when they bring in um, a, a role of the opposite sex, when we are to assume that he's straight it is immediately viewed as romantic. And like yes. I just feel like if they would do a better job of writing it as strictly friendship, mm-hmm. it, would, it would flow so much better. Like, I think that they could be great friends. I don't think that they need to date because then once they start dating, there needs to be a problem. And the 911 writers are bad at writing problems that are realistic <laughs> and good. So it just, they should just be friends. And, and right, I think and- that they have a serious problem writing friendships.
0: <laughs> between the opposite sexes unless it's hen and chim which they're like oh well that's our problem because hen is not straight and exactly like, you need to work on the fact that you need to have what is perceived as a friendship between two cis straight people of opposite genders right <laughs> um but yeah like i was really fascinated with the concept of a death doula and so like when that got Introduced, I and I saw the look on Buck's face. I was like, Oh, he's gonna pursue her in the sense of I need answers, and you know a lot about death. Like, can we have a conversation? Because he's been seeking this ever since he died. So, like, it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that's watching the show that he would have sought her out. Um, and in a friendship way like I know he's not thinking like based on what I know about Buck he's not thinking about romantic he's just like this woman has answers and I need them so I'm going to talk to her but like you said the writers have a terrible time of writing that in a way that is leaves no you know leaves it clear that this is just a platonic meetup because they're like oh they had coffee together and da 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 and it's just like Yeah, you guys need to work on just letting them sit down and have a conversation and not have to make it seem all dainty. Like...
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just... It's really not
0: good. No, it's not. And and I hate that it's not good because, like, these characters are complex and they do deserve friendships outside of the firehouse. Um, You know, especially... You know, especially when they're going through something like Buck is going through. Like, he deserves to have the opportunity to talk to people that know what he's gone through and know what he's feeling currently and like help him through it in a non-therapy sort of way right yes <laughs> like yes I you agree. can go to a therapist like yes okay we've seen him do therapists um but like you know yeah in, in more ways we- than one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost forgot that he did his therapist yeah <laughs> he did indeed. <laughs> yes. Do you? Uh, uh,
1: never mind. No. What? No, it's not that it's not a thing to talk about on the podcast.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, I love how you're like. No, we're not going to talk about it here.
1: No. <laughs> no. Um. No, no, no.
0: <sighs> yeah. What
1: the fuck else happened?
0: nothing what that was emergencies? it the emergency was the dead woman or the woman who wasn't dead at her funeral that was it as far as i remember because wow. they focused a lot on tim and maddie's bs and um true and on eddie and christopher dealing with the shannon stuff yeah Which I do like that at the end of that, Eddie calls up his mom and he's like, you know what? We're going to come for a visit. Like that was really, that was really cool. Cause it's been a while since we've seen him try to really engage with anyone outside of his Tia. Um, So, you know, I doubt they're going to show him actually visiting his mother, but it was a nice little touch to remind us. Oh yeah. He has other family too. (laughs) Right. Yes. I agree. (laughs) Cause he has a huge family and like, we never see them never never <laughs> never um cuz once again it's one of those things that 911 is like oh they'll never remember this detail oh yes we will
1: no they are incredibly not good <laughs> <laughs> i like had something else to say and then i was like mm, maybe like try to be nice
0: so we're I'm going to say something that's related because it involves Tim Maneer, but it's like unrelated to the show because it's fandom related but anyways I was on Twitter um on the Twitter account for this podcast so I see Mm -hmm. tweets on that account that relate directly to 911 and Lone Star because I haven't really followed a whole lot of people on that besides the ones that listen to the show. So, like, I get suggested tweets based on the content of our podcast. And so I saw this tweet about someone that was like, don't worry, guys, I um, messaged him, Muneer about Tarlos or something, something dumb. And someone retweeted them and goes, um, we didn't ask you to, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) And like, like, what do you mean? Like, they, I forget, what did they say? They had said... Um, they had messaged him about, should we be worried about Tarlos or something like that? Like not, you know, I guess like not getting to the wedding or something. I don't know. And Tim Minear had actually well, responded. Probably.
1: it's a fucking talk show.
0: <laughs> but, Tim Minear, but Tim Minear had actually replied and he's like, uh, do you know something that I don't know? <clears throat> oh, I know what it oh, was. I know what it was. He he should, oh, no, no, no. I remember what it was they were like, should we be worried that, um, that the show's gonna get canceled after the Charlo's wedding, and he was like, um, do you know something I don't know, (laughs) and they're like, no, we weren't told anything, he goes, okay, good, I don't have to fire anybody, and I'm like, this person was just like, but I was just like, do you not see the boundary you crossed with this, like, does it not register in your brain that that was not an appropriate thing to do? But okay. Well, like, that, but
1: also it's like, it's the thing where, and I don't want to get into this very deeply because I know it's a very controversial subject, but um, that whole thing with the fucking guy from Our Flag Meets Death, how he was like responding to people on Twitter who were like, like, you know, underage and shit like that. It's like, why are these people like, finding these tweets why is tim meneer looking for fucking tweets that he can respond
0: to go do your fucking dm job. this was a dm to tim meneer and he fully responded he fully responded he's a weird fucking
1: man <laughs> i cannot explain it any other way i don't wait, know. wait what is yeah, it no, wait is- it wait, wait 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 who was the person from the other show um I don't remember his name he was the older guy and he
0: was oh yes yes okay yes yes he played Ed Teach's father like he was not even that big of a role but like he got very parasocial with people and I'm just like bro you're not their friend oh I
1: think we're thinking of different people because I don't think he played his dad
0: um he was an older man Con O'Neill huh Con O'Neill Oh no, Con O'Neill. No, yeah, we are thinking of two different people. But Con O'Neill got, I don't know, I just don't like Con O'Neill in general. And I really hope none of my OFMB people listen to this because I don't publicly admit this. Um, I don't like him. I don't like his character. I don't like the actor. He's just always giving me weird vibes. Right. Um, so I never really engaged with him. But you're right. But there was another actor. Um, who was like super minor on the show it was his first acting gig and like he got very into the fandom which is fine I guess but like to an extent you have to watch yourself because you are still an actor on the show like even if your role was only for one episode like you're still technically a, a mile away from the fandom because you are someone who is on the show not someone who just loves the show um I just, it's, it's a weird dynamic you have to like skirt the lines of but yeah <laughs>
1: yeah and it's like I'm all for like celebrities interacting with fans and stuff like that mm-hmm. Taylor Swift does a really good job at that not to talk about Taylor Swift again but like she does a really good job of that where you know she doesn't acknowledge the super fucking psychotic things but she still has a presence in her fan base
0: Mm-hmm. like she does she'll respond in the most unexpected moments like that's yes. what's beautiful about her like you'll think that you're like you like literally might just mess it. Is write the most in uh, unnoticeable thing about Taylor Swift and like how much you love her music and like you're not really even tagging her to get her attention like you t- that's the thing that she's going to respond to which is the funniest thing I'm like girl you you stalk your own shit I love that (laughs) right and then she
1: but she doesn't that's the thing is that you you recognize that she does like look up her own shit and maybe she looks up her own name sometimes but she never fucking responds to the crazy people yeah because once you start it doesn't stop
0: well that's what happened with um Daniel Levy like he used to be very active on Twitter and then he got a little too responsive to people in the fandom and it ended up causing chaos within fandom groups in the fandom and he was like I'm not getting involved in this drama peace out guys and like And I was like, I feel bad that that happened because it was nice when he was responding because you were like, oh, look, he saw this beautiful thing that I wrote about his show and that's wonderful. And, and, you know, and you got that acknowledgement and you liked it as a fan, but like, you weren't creepy weird about it. And this is why we can't have nice things. That is basically what it boils down to. (laughs) Right. Yes.
1: And I just think it's like, it just, it's, and I'm, I don't know. It just like there's such a thin line between like being it just it the fact that people okay I'm gonna use Ted Lasso as an example. People take every single thing that those actors say way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Way too seriously. <laughs> in the sense of like, yeah, a fucking course Hannah Waddingham is not gonna is gonna say, oh, will they get together? Who knows? Right. She's not gonna fucking say what happens in the show. She, that's right, especially because the show's job. not over yet like right she has so like, a contract. Yeah, obviously she has to tease it obviously she has to make comments about some other things and yes. like it's the same across the entire fandom but like it's just like these are actors who are paid who re- sign contracts that say things they will and won't say how
0: are you not realizing this I'm going to use supernatural for a hot second and then we can go back to nine one. But like the same thing goes for Misha and Jensen. A lot of people put a lot of stock into things that Jensen and Misha say. And yeah. they're like, well, the show's over now. Like they don't have to. No, no. Up to a certain point, they are still under contract. <laughs> like, Wait, you guys know what an NDA is? Just wondering. <laughs> and also, like, they're still doing conventions for said show. Therefore. Yeah. They have to watch what they say. They're not exactly. allowed to go off the cuff and say whatever they want willy-nilly because then they have to backtrack and they look stupid. Exactly. We've seen exactly. that happen too. But anyways. Um, but yeah, that's all that happened on that <laughs> one
1: That's literally all that happened. And that's what you but missed yeah. on Glee. Oh. Which is funny because anyways. No. Anyways.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what my best friend Rob and I would say that every time we do like a quick recap of something like even if it's the most mundane thing we're like and that would, and that's what you missed on Klee.
1: I am gonna see Ryan Murphy in hell and we are gonna yeah. fist fight
0: um are you gonna fist fight with him because the next season of American Horror Story has Kim Kardashian
1: oh my god I'm fucking pissed because did you see that Michaela J. R- Rodriguez was announced today to be in it, too. No, I didn't see I that. Can't. the last
0: one i the last one I saw was Cara Delavine.
1: Yes. So it's fucking Kim Kardashian, Cara Delavine. Um, who's the other
0: Emma one? Roberts?
1: Emma Roberts. And, and today they announced that Michaela J. Rodriguez is going to be in it. And I'm like, absolutely. Well, ok. Maybe this season has, like some sleigh. Maybe.
0: You know what? Maybe. To be fair, Kim Kardashian is annoying as hell, but, like, she can be meta as fuck, and, like, that's what works well for American Horror Story. So, like, I could see her being an actual huge success on American Horror Story, as much as I don't want to really admit that.
1: Yeah, I... I don't fucking care about Kim Kardashian.
0: so I I don't either. Trust me, I don't, but... No, I know. I just
1: saw that she was cast and I immediately was like, oh, anyway. (laughs) Anyway, who else is going to be on?
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Is that all the print analysis for that season?
1: I think so. From what I've seen, that's it so far.
0: Uh, We all know that, like there's a good chance that his other like favorites are going to be in there at, in some capacity
1: probably hopefully not sarah
0: paulson she needs to be out of that yeah i was thinking more along the lines of like finn whitrock and like some of the mothers yeah finn will definitely be in it because what else is he doing damn Listen.
1: Damn! Get him!
0: Listen, listen. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna be like that. <laughs> oh, all right, uh, so Lone Star. Uh, well, actually, first, what do we rate episode of 911? Uh, like a oh out of five.
1: Uh, uh, well, I was gonna say four, but I was thinking out of ten.
0: <laughs> so like a two. Yeah, I was gonna say a two. Yeah, It's definitely too material. Like, it's not wonderful, but it's not great either. Yeah, no. You are terrible. You know what yeah, I mean? It's
1: not the worst thing I've ever seen, but it's certainly not the best.
0: Um, Just so anybody knows, I'm going to kill our puppy because he keeps taking things um, that are not dog toys and destroying them. He's a and puppy. I know he's a puppy, but... He just took one of my Squishmallows and it's going to probably be destroyed in the next 10 minutes. So it's fine.
1: Go get it from him. Uh,
0: He went all the way across the house. (laughs) Like he took it and he like zoomed out.
1: (laughs) Well, oh my goodness. Oh, he's coming back. He's
0: such a weirdo. (laughs) He
1: he heard you talking shit about him and he was like, hello.
0: (laughs) Give me my stuffy. Thank you. Oh my goodness. Whoa, bro. Your jaws were like locked in tight. <laughs> Normally I can like maneuver his mouth open. Anyways, Lone Star. Mario, so, here's what was your thing. opinion about Lone Star?
1: I think? had a great think? time. I genuinely really enjoyed this episode. However, it, it didn't go the direction I expected it to.
0: No, me neither. Me neither. Not at all. Like, I full-on expected her to be the killer and it to be, like, completely obvious from, like, moment one to moment ten. But, like, it was twisted and turning all around the place. Yes. I do think that it was... um,
1: uh, I definitely didn't think that she was going to be the killer, but I didn't know how they were going to twist that. Um, Yeah. So that was interesting. When i'm gonna once again try not to sound like a complete asshole when i say this since when is paul like a fucking detective
0: remember from the beginning he's always been really astute at noticing things okay, i guess maybe they up, i don't it's remember not something that they bring up very often they, it's again, it's 911. So they have details that they forget that they made. And then they remember and they're like, Oh, we should use this. Um, But in season one, I want to say it was they went on a call where a whole office space was getting sick. And they couldn't figure out what it was. And he was like, smelling around and he's like, Oh, it's this. And they're like, How do you know this? And he's like, I'm just very observant. And I like see the small details that other people miss. And so like people were like, oh, you know, blah, 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 detective, so.
1: Wow, yeah, I definitely missed that. I mean, I didn't miss it, obviously. I saw it. I just forgot. You just it. don't remember it. Yeah, no. Um. I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good for him. I enjoyed seeing more of Paul. I did. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic character who is underutilized so badly. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I I do like that, that Owen was like, oh, well, see, the Rangers said that I can't touch this with a 10-foot pole, but he's about to be my, you know, like, you know, his son's about to be my son-in-law, so I don't give a fuck, and I'm gonna do what I want, and I'm like, you cannot use your children's uh, impending nuptials to get out of everything, Owen, like.
1: Especially, like, especially, like, almost murder. Right, <laughs> like what is wrong with you? I can't. But I didn't. And then hate he was like, him. Shocked "like at the end." That's the Gabriel other thing. Is like, sorry. Go ahead. He was just—he was like so shocked at the end when Gabriel was like, "What the fuck?" It's <laughs> like, how do you? What? How? Why are you shocked right now? <laughs>
0: and you know that what you were doing was wrong because you literally said to Paul that like this was on the down low. Like you had to do this and like you guys literally hightailed it away from her house when the ranger showed up. Like, you know exactly what you're doing. Yeah, Uh, yes. (laughs) I'm just like, I cannot, I cannot. I was just like, oh my God, stop. And and the way that Owen was just like, you know, he heard Paul say, oh, the alcohol is poisonous. And so he's like, well, let me be the one to give her CPR and first aid. He's like, I can do it and keep her alive for those two minutes that it's going to take for the EMTs to arrive. I'm like, bro, she's not going to die in that amount of time. Like, you don't have to be the hero.
1: Mad, you don't know how badly I wanted him to, like, croak doing that.
0: <laughs> I, honestly, I thought he was going to end up in a coma. Like, I thought he was going to end up with, like, a major medical issue because I've been hearing some Twitter rumors about, like, him being medi- in medical trouble and, like, TK worrying about that instead of worrying about his wedding, which, again, that's probably just fan speculation stuff. But, um, But I'm just, like... Um, it would be really nice if he was in a coma for once.
1: Okay, yeah, but The thing about that, like, yes, he should be in a coma. He deserves to be in a coma. However, <laughs> they would never do that because that would mean that they can't use him every single episode to say some stupid
0: shit. <laughs> and next week, we get to hear him say some stupid shit with his brother, Chad Lowe. And... Make it a whole family affair. What? What? Cause the what? you know, the half brother that his dad had that he found out about last season. Yeah, he No, pass.
1: I know. I just didn't know he was back.
0: Um, I didn't watch the promo. I read the <clears throat> press release for the episode. Mm-hmm. And it said that the brother comes back to meet TK. And then reveal something that, like, I don't know, something could cause drama or something like that for the Strand family. And I'm just like, all right, whatever.
1: To meet TK, yeah. Does he realize that TK is a grown adult and he has <laughs> known about him for now several years? I would think. Um,
0: I don't know what the timeline is with nine one one Lone Star because they keep doing time jumps. Um I don't either, yeah. But I mean he didn't he only just met Owen in that episode where Owen went back and like found his father. That wasn't like two and a
1: half seasons ago. It felt like it was.
0: No, was that it was last, last season? season. It was Please. last season. Because it was around the time that that TK's mom died. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> you're like i listen i just i just host a podcast i don't know the timeline on anything well it's like it's like i I don't know
1: i just anytime i think about the fact that they killed her it makes me laugh because they only did it because they couldn't afford to pay her for more episodes
0: which they didn't even have to do that they didn't kill her like they literally (laughs) could do what they've been doing which is just mention her like yeah Come on. Like that's the well, they did the same thing with Mateo's cousin. Like, you don't need to kill this character just because you don't know what to do with it. Like, just let it drop. No one's gonna care. Oh my god. Nobody cared about Mateo's cousin except for Julian, who plays Mateo. (laughs) Stop. You're right. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm a horrible person you guys all no, think like, i'm no. nice but i'm actually really nasty and mean um but no like that's the same way i feel about owen's brother like half brother i'm like who the fuck cares like no nobody- no who cares <laughs> he hasn't been around so like why is he suddenly coming back like what I'm sure whatever it is that he's come to tell the Strand, quote unquote, the Strand family, um, <laughs> is going to be something. But, like, I'm just like, I don't care. Like, what? Well, here's what I want to know,
1: and it's not re- relevant to the show at all whatsoever. Why is 911 Lone Star like a fucking low family affair?
0: Because Rob Lowe has a lot of money and in influence. I
1: wonder what his net worth is. I'm gonna look it up. Bob Low
0: net worth. I mean, he does all them freaking health commercials. One hundred million dollars. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, he's been around since the Brat Pack. So he did Brat Pack days. Then he did West Wing. Then he did Parks and Rec. And now he's doing this. And he's also done movies and TV commercial campaigns in between like this also, dude's never stopped working
1: which is jesus he also <laughs> mads he also has his atkins ads
0: that's what Don't i was talking about, about the atkins. health the health i was talking about the health i said he does those health commercials oh
1: <laughs> he also does 9-11 commercials now
0: yes he does so. 9/11, 9-11 um survivor fund or whatever the hell it's called I have no idea. No. Hey, listen, idea. we are not making fun of nine eleven. We are making fun of Rob Lowe. Please don't get it twisted. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're like, uh huh. <laughs> Very sad. Never
1: forget. Did I tell you? Oh my god! I'm every time I think about nine eleven. Now I think about this one woman who was in my office, one of the patients, and I said I I booked her an appointment for July eleventh, and I said oh my gosh 7-11 and she was like oh, do you remember where you were and I was like 9-11 and she was like oh yeah I was <laughs> like what the fuck she was so fucking serious too listen never forget that
0: July 11th is slurpee day at <laughs> 7-11 <laughs> you
1: remember where you were when you found out it was slurpee day mads
0: I was five years old and getting a slurpee. <laughs> oh my God. Where God. were you, Laura, when you found out 7-Eleven was 7-Eleven slurpee day? <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: oh my God. Uh,
0: I a... Anyways. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I hope she's doing okay out there. <laughs> Yes, apparently Rob Lowe's worth a lot of shit and money. (laughs) Oh, man. Is he married? Um, Huh?
1: Is he married? Sorry, we can stop talking about Rob Lowe.
0: I'm pretty sure he is, or if he He isn't, he's divorced because he has, like, two or three kids.
1: Whoa! He's been married to one woman since 1991.
0: Kudos to her for putting up with him. (laughs)
1: not the direction I thought
0: you were going oh oh man (laughs) I'm a horrible person I'm sorry not sorry um (laughs) so yesterday yes yesterday um I follow some of the cast of the West Wing because I loved that show and Mm -hmm. I'm Bradley Whitford and yesterday he posted a picture of him at the press secretary's like pulpit whatever at the White House and he Mm -hmm. goes don't worry guys we've got a secret plan to, to um to what was it to to battle inflation or something like that it's a it's like one of the funniest episodes of the West Wing and it's about he where his character gets put in charge of being the press secretary for the day and he doesn't know how to do the job. <laughs> and so the press asks him a question he doesn't know the answer to. And he's just like, um, yeah, we have that secret <laughs> plan to <laughs> battle inflation. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? And so then the press like jumps on it and it just becomes this chaotic mess. So I was just like, oh, that's so cute that he tweeted that. <laughs> that is very cute especially considering you know we're dealing with inflation right now <laughs> which was his whole point like that was his whole point but right
1: <clears throat> oh my gosh i just what the what else ha... what else happened uh
0: i'm not sure oh oh tommy and the guy oh right and then they make out in the middle of the church look look good for you I like, was good cheering her. her on like for like, real that's great if ugh, I don't know <laughs> she deserves better I just think right like she deserves a man that's not going to turn tail because two little church ladies were talking about their sex life right yeah I agree but like it was still a great moment that she was just like guess what I have a thing to say and it's like yes oh, it was Tommy she, she was get a up there moment. and say it but then him kissing her was just like Tommy don't don't take him back like he was a fucking pussy like he was such a pussy about it like he was, <laughs> he <laughs> like, was. Yours are better I do
1: I did love when um when they showed Grace, and she was like,
0: that's my friend. I was like, yes, it is, baby. It's but the this. whole scene, the thing is, I love the whole scene, because, like, Grace, Grace's face goes through a series of emotions throughout yes. this whole incident. She's, like, <laughs> horrified and embarrassed, and then she's like, you know what, girl, get it.
1: I just, it was so, it, it, it this, the best part of the episode was, grace trying to casually and calmly ask if tommy's been fucking yep that was so fucking funny
0: it was hilarious like i i love their friendship like just point blank i love their friendship like it's just so great yeah and and tommy of course is just like are you so you're gonna ask me about my sex life like she's <laughs> like no 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 of course not
1: <laughs> no I would never do that I would never do that
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I cannot there you go but oh I just I love I love their friendship just so Me much too. Me too. it's it's the I will say the other part of that scene that was really great was seeing the the is he a pastor is that what he is yeah, he's right? a pastor. I listen. There are so many different terms for that type of person depending on what church you're in, and I'm not well versed enough in churches to be like, um, is he a priest? Is he a father? Is he a pastor? Like, what's the like? I, whatever. Is a father and
1: pastor not the same thing?
0: No, it's oh. complicated, but no, it's not. Yeah, I don't um, actually
1: care. I just thought that they were the same thing.
0: No, <laughs> because he. You're right. He is pastor, and my grandmother's head of her church was father Michael and he could not get married and he could not have children and yeah if you're like part of the catholic catholic church like you can't get married um but anyways that part of that scene where his daughter was just like yes I was like yes girl (laughs) considering you hated her like two minutes ago yeah (laughs) (laughs) I was just like I love this (laughs) but also the look on those two ladies faces when she was just like schooling them I'm just like yeah that's what it means when Tommy goes for your neck like just yeah sit down and shut up (laughs) you cannot fight Tommy okay no 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 (laughs) but we were watching this scene and like you know the starting at the start when they're like getting all like emotionally invested in the music and all that stuff so, you know how as they do in those types of churches karen was like i want to go to a church like that and i was like okay have fun
1: <laughs> i was like i would love okay. to never step foot in a church again personally but
0: that's just me i i only ever went to church to please my grandparents so like yeah again would never step inside a church again um I went to
1: church when I was very young I was a young child and the only times that I have been since is for funerals that's valid yeah that's probably the only thing
0: that's going to get me in a church again either yeah is funerals yep yeah um nightmare I went to visit my grandmother's cousin last weekend um and she's like 86 years old and she was like are you going to church tomorrow? And I was like, no, lady, I'm not. Oh. Uh, but I also knew it was going to be a hell of a conversation when I walked in her little housing development room, house, whatever she, you call it. It's not really like an apartment because it's part of a development. Anyways. Um, and she had Fox News blaring. I was like, ooh, we're going to have a great conversation today.
1: Whoa.
0: And she like started in on <laughs> how people want to defund the police and get rid of cops, but like they want yeah. less guns. And I'm like, honey, that is, that, that's not what this means. But okay, okay, we're, we're, we're getting ahead no, of ourselves and mean. I'm not going to teach you. Yeah, no, fuck the police. That's exactly <laughs> well, no, what no, I no. Mean. no, but she meant like, she's like, you want to get rid of the police completely, but you also want to get rid of guns and you can't have both. And I'm just like, okay, honey, mm-hmm. that's not the full story that's the Fox story but um okay yeah um because she was like because I had said I was known to California and she's like um I, it's so unsafe in California because that governor is very light on crime and I'm just like okay I don't think that's true but okay <laughs> absolutely fucking bonkers and then she was like and then she was like well, you know, and then there's those teens in Chicago that are rebelling against their parents in the schools. And I'm like, you mean they're protesting the fact that there's been tons of gun violence in schools? And she goes, well, you know, guns are guns. It doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, we're not not having this conversation. And like, I, after I left, I was like talking to Karen and she's like, did you mention that you were trans? And I was like, nope, we did not bring up that subject. Oh man. I was like, I wasn't going down that road because she was yeah. already, you know, wow. telling me she was a she was a psychic because she saw visions of people. And I'm just like, okay, that, that okay, sure. She's like, God, and I'm just like, no, nope.
1: visions. <laughs> I want to hear more about the visions, Mads.
0: <laughs> well. One of the reasons she thinks she's psychic is because she went to lunch and there was a homeless woman there and she gave the homeless woman $20. And like, she had this whole story about why the homeless woman was there and all this stuff, but whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, and she gave her $20 and then she goes, and then I came home and I read my readings for the day. Cause she reads these like, you know, religious readings every day. And she goes, and my mm-hmm. reading for today was you should help others as you would want them to help you. And she goes, and I knew I was psychic because I just knew that was what my reading was I was like, that's not what psychic means.
1: (laughs) Oh, this is amazing. Like absolutely clinically psychotic. (laughs) but also amazing
0: and then the other thing she gave me as evidence that she was psychic was that she she was like well you know I went I had a dream and your grandmother Rita was there and I was just like okay and she goes and Rita and I were in a car and we were trying to get to Canada and go why are you going to Canada and she goes I don't know it was just a dream and I go okay and she goes and she goes and Betty was in the back and and you know what this was Thursday morning and Thursday was Betty's birthday. Rita was reminding me that it was Betty's birthday. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not psychic. Oh. I was like, I, I didn't say it to her, but like in my head, I'm like, that's not psychic. <clears throat> no, that's She's not just psychic. A, listen, she is a very sweet old lady. But Oh, I'm sure she is. We yeah. differ very strongly in political beliefs and religious beliefs. <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: He believes that God speaks to her.
1: I just think it's,
0: I would love to
1: meet somebody psychic. That is so fucking funny.
0: Well, you know, come with me the next time I go visit her. Maybe she'll give you some psychic reading about God.
1: (gasps) Oh my God. Maybe she'll give me like, maybe if I come with like, you know, my split die, maybe she'll be like. (laughs) I forgot where I was going with that. But anyway, I think it would be so fucking funny to get, like, a reading from her. She should get into
0: tarot. She should. should. I'll I'll I'll, uh, let her know the next time I call her. I'll be like, instead of doing a puzzle this time, maybe you should get into tarot cards. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And once again, we have completely derailed our conversation. But that's okay, because we always do. So people expect it.
1: (laughs) I just the fuck was i gonna talk about what happened on nine one one? like come on There's nothing i mean left. come on
0: to be honest we didn't derail it completely it was still talking about religion and church so you know exactly <clears throat> there exactly. was still a slight slight connection exactly um as opposed to if i were to just be like trent crim the independent <laughs> that would be like completely off base and not related at all I and mean, you'd just be like i mean he is technically part of the news um. <laughs> so. Listen, we can find connections to everything on. <laughs> oh yeah. Like if we try hard enough. But um Yeah, the episode was pretty good. Um Yeah, it was fine.
1: I actually did really enjoy it. I I did think it was very interesting. I thought that the whole like him fucking saving her whatever was stupid, but I I did enjoy the episode.
0: We listen, we love when Paul gets recognized as being a human that isn't just a blob in the background. Mm-hmm. We love we it. To- and we love when the group gets together and are, you know, hanging out together. And then I we don't really love the whole worrying about Owen part, but like we like that they care about each other enough to, to worry. Um and that they were comforting TK when he was freaking out that maybe his dad was dead. Yeah. Sorry, TK. You haven't gotten that lucky yet. God um, <clears throat> oh, damn! Get him. <laughs> I listen. I mean, I mean. Um, yeah. I would give it like three and a half.
1: Yeah, I would say that's a good. That's a good. <clears throat> to three and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's where I. <laughs> that's where I rated Law and Order this week. Fun fact. Well, listen, it was a positive trans story, sort of. Um, It was like, but they were very preachy about it. And I'm like, there's presenting a story that is positively showing trans youth. And then there is like hammering it in every second you can. And Law & Order was like, we really need to like hammer it in that this is a trans child. This is a trans child. And I'm just like, okay, we got it. You don't keep saying it. God. Yeah. Anyway, but way to go. Anyways, it's cops. What do you expect? Yeah. To yeah. be fair, my hero of that episode was the guy that they saw at the beginning of the episode when they were, like, going to their first clue, you know, following up on their first clue, and they were mm-hmm. talking to this guy, and he goes, uh, fuck the police. That's why I didn't call you guys. Yeah. <laughs> And yes. I was like, yes, I feel you. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, <laughs> and yes. <laughs> and Ted Lasso. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> I would go berserk if I tried to talk about that right now.
0: Oh, no, I, I can't. I tried talking about it in my Discord with friends yeah. and I just like, short-circuited about trent cram so it's fine yeah
1: i need to go eat
0: dinner so yeah so we will say goodbye guys until next week we're getting closer to the series to the series to the season (laughs) you can only hope (laughs) listen it was a freudian slip folks. um but we're getting very close to the season finales i believe they're in like two weeks.? Wow. No, three. Really? We have three weeks, three weeks because nine one one next week is episode sixteen. and then the following week is seventeen. We only get eighteen episodes. So next week, the episode numbers are sixteen and fifteen. And then that final week, we have two episodes of Lone Star and one episode of nine one one. Oh, So I'm assuming the the fine the finale week, the two episode thing is the whole Tarlos wedding thing.
1: <clears throat>
0: mm-hmm. uh-huh that's you know we know how we feel about it anyways yeah. bye.